Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. The boys have just upset the form book and took down Man City 1-0 at Anfield. Superb defensive display and some excellent attack and play, capped by a brilliant winning goal by Mo Salah. My name's Dave Usher, editor at liverpoolway.co.uk, just back from Anfield, and I'm joined by another couple of lads who were there with me today, Paul Natton and John Gallagher. Yeah, I think before the game, of all the, the likely scorelines that it could have been, I think 1-0 to us would probably be right near the bottom. Would you say that's fair, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, oh, I, I mean, just first thing to say really is just absolutely buzzing after that. It was yeah. just brilliant. It was fantastic. I mean, I think coming out of the ground, um, Jules and I just jumping all over each other when we met up for the walk down. Just, just such a buzz, absolute buzz. There's been no joy this season at all, has there? No. And that was just fantastic, absolutely fantastic coming out of the ground there. Because, you know, when we were walking, when we were walking from the pub up to the game, John and I were chatting, and both I, I think I said to John, "You wouldn't say a, you wouldn't say a Liverpool wins impossible, but it doesn't look likely at all." And. Uh, Absolutely fantastic results, and for me, you know, coming back to your question, Dave, about the one nil. For me, the thing that was so uh, unlikely about the one nil is the clean sheet. That clean sheet, what a result that is! It wasn't lucky. A clean either. sheet. Did not have many chances. Lucky. It wasn't lucky. So we were t- when we were chatting before the game in the pub, and I was saying, I, I, I really feel that we've got to try and go physical against Haaland and then no one has done that you know go go a little bit old school get really tight to him yeah. let him feel the challenges get stuck into him and that's exactly what we did, did. Virgil but partic- particularly Joe Gomez because mm. it was obvious he was going to pull on to, pull on to Gomez and I think Gomez was fantastic really was. front foot really got at him and uh, yeah we, we, we fully fully deserved that that um that result, that one nil, I thought it was just fantastic. As you say, none, none of us would have bet on that before the game, but you know, in retrospect, it was it was absolutely sensational result and and and, and perfect both ways. You know, so the clean sheet, well deserved, as you say. And take it, there wasn't a game full of chances, but you know, Mo, man on the spot after that that ball through from Allison, absolutely world class, sensational. He had the little sighter beforehand, and then that was the one that uh, that took the points for us. So yeah. I mean, none of us would have predicted 1-0, but in retrospect, I mean, it was, it was the right score for the game that we watched, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. I mean, if we were going to win, I would have said 4-3 was a lot more likely than 1-0. I thought we were going to have to just fight fire with fire and say, all right, we're, we're going to struggle to keep these out, so we've just got to try and score more than they do. That was our only hope of winning before the game, as I saw it. And as it's turned out, completely different. But, I mean... We all thought, I think, beforehand, we thought we'd gone back to 4-3-3. And then just before kickoff, I just said to John, before the players lined up, I was like, you know what, I think we're going to go 4-4-2 here. You know, with, with Harvey on the right and Jota on the left. Because initially, I was really worried about that team selection because Milner right back, we know what Foden did to him last season. So that was a concern. But even more of a concern for me was that, well, if we're playing 4-3-3 and Harvey's on the right, Milner's not getting protection. Yeah, uh, same. But, but the four four two, I thought Harvey was fucking brilliant today. Not brilliant, necessarily yeah. with the ball, but the way he covered Milner, the way he was always there helping him out, and Carvalho when he came on as well. Um, the four four two, I thought it worked really well, and it's kind of what I wanted us to do last week when me and Brownie were saying after the Arsenal game, I didn't like the approach that we thought we'll just swagger in there and like just do our thing and say yeah, you know we're Liverpool, uh, we're better than you. We'll just go and impose our game on you. We're not in that that situation you know we're not 
ready to do that at the moment. We're not playing well enough. And today, we just did the opposite. We're like, we're going to go 4 4 2. We're not going to push right up on the halfway line and, and, and press just high up the pitch. We're going to drop off. We're going to not leave gaps. We're going to cover as many gaps as we can, make you try and play through us, and we're going to counter attack. And it worked absolutely to perfection. I thought it was absolutely outstanding. But, um, I mean, John, what were you thinking about Milner right back? And was that a concern for you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Especially, as you say, going back to last season's game. Foden had him on toast in the first half of that game, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and Milner got booked, so it was a massive concern. But one thing I did think, you know, I think Milner would have just tucked in, you know, not being quite adventurous. I thought that would help us in a way, in a roundabout way, because, you know... I did expect it to be a tight game. You know, I think everyone was at the doomsday scenario before the game. Um, but I thought if they were going to win, you know, it wasn't going to be easy for them. You know, I think I've got all these like things about records and um, you know teams with bad records or good records or Anfields or whatever. Uh, City have won once here in twenty years. That's despite all the great like sides you've had over the past like few years or whatever. Um, just Anfield's like their kryptonite, so I just thought, yeah, if we do just like dig in, you know, these games are like generally small margins, aren't they? Small details. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that angle of looking at it and thinking, yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a tight, a tight affair kind of thing. But overall, you know, we absolutely deserved it, especially in the second half alone. I thought we were really. Um, you know, the one of the chances we had were far more clear cut than City's overall, despite all City's smoothness on the ball, you know, the way they keep the ball, they play the way out, etc. But it was nice seeing another facet to us today. You know, we made it like um, a battle, if that makes sense. We, did, yeah. we played like yeah, underdogs today, yeah, and that's it. They're good, it's like, yeah, as you no said, Dave, we're not, we're not in the moment, oh, no, we're not in the groove. underdogs, though. No. It, it, yeah. John's right, it was a battle, it was we got pragmatic. Stuck into what them. we did, I mean, pragmatic, yeah. and that, we've done. been, it's what like you can do that occasionally, it hasn't always got to be, you know, push right, right up the pitch and all that. Sometimes you can just dig in, you know, City gonna have more of the ball, we all know that. Um, so yeah, it's great to see like that we've um, we've come up with something different and it's absolutely pays off to perfection. And with Milner as well, um, last season I think we played that game and we just tried to play how we play, and that's why Milner kept getting exposed because of the, the protection wasn't there. We were high up the pitch. There was loads of space in behind because it was just balls in behind. If they were just playing a ball in behind and Foden was running onto it and there's nothing Milner can do in that situation. He, he can't, he, he's not going to outrun him and as soon as the ball's played in behind, he's fucked, he can't do anything. But because we were deeper today and there was protection in front of him, he was never left in those kinds of situations which allowed Milner to just like get tight to Foden and you know stop him from turning and when he did turn, Harvey was there getting back and then there was two of them so it'd get played inside we just really restricted to City to, to very little I mean all I can think there was there was a couple of there was the, the Haaland header which I don't think you can defend that Gomez is, is marking him really tightly and it's just an inch perfect ball from De Bruyne and thankfully he's headed it straight at Allison. that was probably the best chance they had in the first half um, I can't really think like what are the chances did they have? You know, I just think we defended brilliantly, and we've not been yeah, doing that all it. season. But th- I think today, and what typified it for me really, remember John when um they put a cross in and Van Dyke slid in 
and, yeah. and blocked the cross. And I said to you, fucking hell, Virgil's got a short 30. I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> and I'm not even taking the piss. I take it to, it's no. a serious thing. Virgil does not do that ever. It's almost as though he thinks it's beneath him for like the best defender in the world to be doing that. He played today. Like he knew he was up Can against Haaland and he's like, okay, I'm going to show you I am the best defender yeah. in the world. And he was fucking outstanding today. He was brilliant. But he played differently to how he normally plays. Normally it's That's effortless. True. You know, he's the best defender in the world without even breaking sweat. Today, it wasn't effortless. He did break sweat, but he was brilliant. You know, he was so focused on, on like, maybe because he knew who he was up against, not specifically City, that's part of it, but also like the striker he was up against, it's like, okay, this is where your top players have got to stand up and be counted. And he did. I mean, Joe Gomez got man of the match and I'm, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I think there's quite a few who could have got it. Milner's another one, Van Dyke's another one, Mo was brilliant Mo. as well. You know, I, I just thought like everyone played well. Robbo was like really good as well. So you know, there's one thing um, Robbo did, and I was like, oh, what are you doing? No, that's not what this performance is about. It was when he just <laughs> done that big like like a dog in the park thing he just went chasing the ball and he had no chance of winning it and he ends up like running right down the cop end and I'm like no that's not how we're playing today Robbo fucking get back well, and he just passed it around him and immediately the ball just went down the right wing and they were attacking yeah. and I was like just don't ever do that again that's not what today's all about that's not how our tactics are today but I mean Milner I think Milner crossed the halfway line that's it yeah he just stayed tight didn't he next to Gomez and it yeah. was like um, you know, City didn't. Most of City's play came down that left hand side. Um, you know, Foden had a lot, a lot of the ball second half, and he got in that, you know, down that left side. But yeah, I say they stood up to it. That side's absolutely brilliantly the pair of them. We forced them inside a lot, really, and he, he, they like playing those little one twos and the triangles mm. to get to the line and get the cutbacks. And I think we we did a really good job of stopping that. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what we've been doing. And training all week, but the game plan was so good today. It's like we've been working specifically the gaps that they want to play in. Let's just cover all of those gaps because. Well, I, t I, I tell you, it was brilliant that day, and particularly the first half. Tiago. Because I was watching Tiago. Mm -hmm. Oh my yeah. god! And the lad next to me said, um, "said he's barely touched the ball." Do you know why he barely touched the ball? Because he was just cutting out the passing lanes to De Bruyne yeah. all the time. Just shuffling across. His head does not stop moving. He's constantly checking the space and just shuffling and readjusting his position. And it was always in relation to De Bruyne. De Bruyne, De Bruyne barely got any of the ball in that first half because of Thiago. Just purely about Thiago's positioning. It wasn't even about Thiago being on the ball. It was just where he, what he was doing off the ball. So, so clever. It's mad to watch a player doing that, you know, to have a real perfect view of it for, for a whole 45 minutes like that. Mm -hmm. he, that's, that's literally what he was doing for the whole of that first half. Fantastic, but it's so kind of you never you'd never get something like that on the telly. You'd never spot it and be able to see it. But it was it was all happening right in front of me that first half, just for my because my positions are over on on that side of the cop. Um, I just thought he was it, it was kind of like um, a little bit a little bit mind blowing really about how how aware he is that just that kind of awareness and intelligence all the time. And then you're thinking, you're watching him, and you're thinking he goes, to, he commits to a press, and you think, oh no, they'll they'll play around you now. But but never never once did that happen. He only he, he knew when to go, when to stay, and when to just when to just cut off the pass. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. I think second half they going in. I think I think they were a little bit bewildered by our shape first half, and I think they came out second half a little bit more clued up on on what to do in terms of how we'd set up. 
and therefore had a little bit more of the ball. But they still weren't even weren't able to break us down. You know, like you were saying before, we were showing them inside. They barely got behind us at all, did they? No. They didn't do that get to the byline thing and cut it back. There was none of that. They, they didn't get round the back of us at all. Um, it was just, it was really, really, really good, consistent, whole team defending. I thought it was great, superb, and much needed. Really, really needed. What a, what a day to get a clean sheet. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think the first half, I thought we defended absolutely superbly. Uh, we didn't have loads of chances, but we did look threatening. You know, it was always like, mm. oh, almost. You know, just not quite there. But the, you know, you could see that the spaces were there for us. And it was like a few times in the first half, like it was really frustrating. I'd see somebody making a run in behind, and we just didn't play the pass. Um, Bobby was particularly Plainly guilty, low, wasn't he? Bobby was was runs. like holding on yeah. to the ball too long today, and not just not popping it out quickly enough. Uh, but it wasn't just them, you know. There's a few chances. Fabinho had a chance to play a ball in behind, and he's not seen it, and then he's just played it back to Milner, and it's like, ah, oh, it's there, you know. It, it, the gaps are there, but you've got to hit it early, um, and we just couldn't quite do that. But then the second half, I think we were we were better at that, and we we got in behind them quite a lot. I mean, Mo's had the two chances when Darwin's come on, he's got behind them probably three times as well. So yeah, we um. I just think we, it was a, a perfect game from us, how we approached it. We defended really well. We weren't pushed up the pitch. We didn't leave those gaps behind. We were clever, stopping the space, not letting them get in the areas they want to get into. We were really tight to Haaland. And then when we got the ball, we broke on them. And, and I just thought like that's exactly what we needed. But it wasn't what I was expecting because I didn't no. think we'd play like that. We've not really it's done that. You know, It's not Klopp's nature to, to, to change it and play that way. But it's what was needed, what was required for us to do that. And it was great to see that we did it and, and pulled it off. Do you think it, it, was like, it was like a quintessential, like, probably Tottenham performance, how they set up under Conte, wasn't it? Yeah, looking mm. to just, you know, defend and break. I, yeah. I don't think it was I don't think it was quite as obvious as that, John. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't defensive. I, 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 yeah, it, no, wasn't it wasn't defensive. Sensible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pragmatic's yeah. the word, I think. Yeah. Pragmatic, yeah, yeah. John, what did you think of what did you think of Mo playing more central? Because I really liked him there. I thought yeah, his movements and, and, and the link up with yeah. Bobby. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'll just say Mo was just a threat throughout, wasn't he? You know, he looked razor sharp in the first half anyway. Um he was taking up some good positions and yeah, I just thought he had a brilliant game throughout, to be honest, just an absolute live wire. And going forward, um, you, you know, future games and you know, that blueprint's there now to think, you know, when we've got these types of games in the future, that, that is something to possibly focus on again. You know, it worked to absolute perfection. You know, on another day, Mo could have had an asterisk. You know, mm -hmm. you know, he looked a threat throughout, didn't he? Um, yeah, did, yeah, absolutely brilliant. But we spoke about that um, a couple of times recently in the pod about Mo playing through the middle. Just because he keeps getting, like... Just penned, penned to the touchline too much, you know, like mm. doubling up on him and not letting him get the ball in the areas we want him to get the ball. And I'm not saying like that he's not a goal threat, he's still being a threat. But I feel like well, I want him near the goal, I don't want him out in the right touchline now and having to definitely. play from there. And if we're playing 4 4 2, definitely do not want Mo on the right in that. If it's 4 3 3, slightly different, and you can probably do that. But 4 4 2, I do not want Mo on the right, I want him up front because. He's our best goal scorer. You know, you've got to get him around the box on the ball, and playing playing him centre forward in in that system, it's probably the way to go for the time being. I mean, I'm not saying that we'll be like that all season, but for now, definitely. It was almost it was almost four four one one, wasn't it? At times, yeah. Well, it was when Bobby no, was on. 
yeah, when Bobby was there, Mo yeah. was, and Mo was kind of really moving right across. I mean, he was coming, he was coming quite a way left at points as well. Um, and I just think uh, that the, the link up with Bobby, I think, is is definitely there. It's definitely something that we can uh, we can make more of. I mean, Bobby just, I think Bobby just looks really good in that position at the moment. Um, I mean, he didn't set the world on fire today, but I just thought he was in all the right positions all the time. Yeah, um, and, and and quite close to Mo when he needed to be. You know, when when you know when, when the, the little there's occasions when one twos were on, and you know he's close enough to play those balls and clever enough as well. I was saying to John now, like in, in the first half with Bobby, he's just not releasing the ball quickly enough. But I wouldn't say he's having a bad game because he, the way the game went, without really noticing it, like you know, I'm not clued up enough to know exactly what's going on. But for City to really be struggling to find spaces, Bobby must have been doing a, a fucking hell of a lot of work filling gaps yeah. and and that. So yeah. off the ball, I think he was he, he was brilliant today, and he was nicking the ball back. You know, he was popping up in, in areas defensively where you're not necessarily expecting him to be, just running back and getting the toe in and taking the ball off them. So I think like he had a good game. He just wasn't quite at it with like just releasing the ball quickly enough because we needed to move it quick while the space was there. Um, at times we were just a little bit off it, but it doesn't. It's no reflection on like where I think Bobby's form is. You know, I, I think he's he's having a great season. It's great to see him um, looking so good. And yeah, today he played his part, but it was the right decision to to bring him off when he came off, as well as the other subs. I agreed with with all of the subs that we made. I thought it was the right time to do it, and it was the right changes to make as well. And do you know what? On those subs, I just, I just thought, and the, they started to dominate the ball for about, I don't know, five to ten minutes before the substitutions. And I just thought we were starting to look just a little bit leggy. And the timing was—I was a little bit worried when I saw them stood there. I thought, oh, "I hope these don't score now, just before these subs yeah, come on." Because yeah. I thought we just needed that fresh impetus of legs, at that you know, new fresh legs at that point. Um, and and you know, thankfully, thankfully, it worked out well. But yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely, the right subs. Um, I thought all three played. I thought all to a greater or lesser degree played. You know, well, certainly had an certainly had an impact on the game when they came on. You know, I think I think um, Darwin still looks very very raw, but you know he he, he gets involved. He has an impact. That's a lot of good things what he did as well. He does, yeah, yeah, he does. I agree, I agree. I, I think uh, you know it, it depends on your opinion of him. Like I'm I'm always looking for the positives with him because like I'm defending him and I feel protective towards him. People who are like not convinced by him will see. The, the the ridiculous when he didn't get his head up and he didn't play it to Mo and that was bad I can't I can't defend that 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 was bad he should have got his head up he should have rolled it to Mo he didn't but he did a lot of good things he was he was direct he was getting he was running past them uh, the one when like he gets to the line and whips it across and Trent's within Trent a whisker that's, post, that's yeah. really good play and it was, I, I think agree. it's too easy to focus on like the negative aspect where. He's made a bad decision because he's he's not got his head up and that's a lack of awareness. No, but, he definitely had a positive impact on the game yeah, for me. And you know on that, it is bad. He should have played Mo in. But Mo's done the exact same thing. Um I think it was not just before that, I think it was, and he should have rolled it to Jota and he tried to bend one in the far corner and Jota's completely open in the middle. It's like so, you know, Mo's done that as well, but y- you give Mo the benefit of the doubt because he's Mo Salah. Darwin's not not got enough credit in the bank to to get benefits of the doubt there. But what I'm saying is, it is something that happens a lot. But we're just, I think he's getting judged on things like that because we're like it's like well, I want him, I want him to be good. I want to see it. Show me how good you are. And when stuff like that happens, people are like, eh. Don't know about that. You see, that's not great, which is true. You know it is. But look at the good things he did as well. He made a difference when he come on. 
People are leaping to judgments, aren't they? I think. I yeah. think it's very, very early days to be making judgments about him. I think we can. I mean, he clearly is raw. There's no, there's no two ways about it. He clearly is raw. But there's something there. There's definitely something there. And I think, I, I, I think we'll start to see him get more and more polish on his game. And I think he can be. It's, it's just, I like his explosiveness. That's what yeah. I really like about him. And I think, I think he could be. He can really be something for us. Um, I just feel quite sorry for him that he's not at the start that he and we would have wanted for him. And that's not really... Well, some of it's his fault with the ban, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's... You know, the, the injuries that we've had and, and all the bits and the, the, the stop-start. We haven't really had a settled team. We wanted to change the shape and weren't able to do that. And now, sorts of circumstances have moved us on to a, to a different shape again. Um, and, and so he hasn't really had a chance to, to, to get in the groove. But I, def, I do feel there's something coming from him. I do think yeah. he's... Um, I do think he's going to be a player for us. Whether he's going to be an absolute polished superstar, who knows? But I certainly think he's going to be a, a, a really valuable, a really valuable forward for us. I think he's got, he's just got that explosiveness, which I really like. Yeah, the um, when he was offside and he ran through and he tried that little chip, though, that was awful. I've got to say, that was like fucking pitiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like. He d- he did that for Benfica. He scored goals like that, and it looked amazing. And then he tried it a couple of times with us, and like, what the fuck was that? That was just proper shit. So maybe he's like dead good at them in training and that, and he's going to surprise us and, and pull one of them out the bag. But yeah, that that wasn't great. But um, I suppose let let's get to the uh, the disallowed goal. Um, I didn't have a clue what was going on. I thought it was disallowed because I thought Alisson got his hands to the ball and it was kicked out of his hands, and that's why it was mm. disallowed. And I only found out. I only after found out game, after the game. Like, well, I saw the yeah, foul, I thought, but I didn't yeah. think they were going to go back that far. And I didn't think it that... It wasn't like, that far back, though, was it? Well, it no, it wasn't like massively far back, but usually once that once that's gone, that's gone. You know, we've seen goals given against us, like Henderson's being fouled, Origi at Old Trafford, and they don't normally go back and say, yeah, foul. So I didn't even know that's what it was for. I thought it was it was a foul on Alisson. It was only when I got home afterwards. I was like, oh, okay, so it was... It but Alisson was the main, like, complainant, wasn't he? Uh, which made me think in the ground that it was Alisson, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. he was, yeah. Because Klopp said afterwards about that, it should have been disallowed for, for Alisson, the foul on Alisson as well. Um, but the actual, the, the foul itself, it's weird this, because, like, I've seen what Bernardo Silva said, and I've seen what Guardiola said, and as much as I'd like to just say, ah, fuck off, knobheads, I kind of agree with what they're saying. But it is a foul. Don't get me wrong. It is a foul, It's yeah. a foul. But I also agree with what they're saying, especially because Guardiola said that before the game, Anthony Taylor told Klopp, and it must have been Guardiola's assistant. I don't think Guardiola went to, to that meeting. He said, Anthony Taylor told them, I'm letting everything go. I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to be blowing the whistle. I'm did. letting stuff go. Yeah, and he did. He was letting fucking all kinds go and as much as I was pissed off and I was screaming at him which you know John will testify that John's ears are probably <laughs> fucking ringing Baldy from like shouting at Anthony Taylor but no yeah. as much as it was pissing me off I did say to you John didn't I you know at least he's letting it go both ways he's just Consistent, not yeah. he's just not yeah, giving fouls but so I understand when out there saying you're not giving fouls and then because VAR's saying well have a look at that then you're going back and changing your mind but at the same time, it's it's the consequences of him not giving that foul, and he's looked at it and gone, yeah, I've let it go, but it's a foul, and he scored from it. I'm I'm going to have to bring that back. So I understand why he did that, and, and that's he, right. Yeah, it that's is right. right. But I also can see why City would be pissed off because he's let so much go 
but only because VAR has said, well, go and have a look at that oh, one. So I'll tell you, that's City. They want to, they want to cheat and still yeah, win. Of course, so, you know. No, I, I'm just saying if that was me, I'd that, think, that's well... The city well that's the City mindset. They're so used to it. Yeah, it is. Cheating, yeah, you know, cheating the, and getting away with it. The, 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 and, and Bernardo Silva, by the way. Oh, my God. You know what? I was thinking this before. If... As much as I hate certain players, like, you know, let's take Richarlison, for example, and I'll say I'd never get tired of punching Richarlison in the face. But if you put me in front of Richarlison, he'd kick fuck out of me. You know, I'm, I'm under no illusions whatsoever. I could not take Richarlison in a fight. But put me in with Bernardo Silva. I genuinely think I could kill him with my bare hands. I, I, I think I could, and I don't think I'd feel any remorse if I did. He's just, he's the, he's a horrible little fucking rat. And exhibit A, not applauding the, the guards of honour. Exhibit B, there's, there's tons, but I'll just give you two. Exhibit B, he tries to elbow and kick Mo after he's fouled him today. And no one's talking about that. They're talking about like it should have been a free kick. Now, watch what he does after it. He throws his yeah, elbow back that. at Mo and yeah, he flicks his foot off, back yeah. and tries to kick him. Now, I, I, I said to you before we went on air, Paul, if, if, that's, if he does that to Robbo, I just shrug my shoulders and go, you know what, Robbo's just as likely to be doing that to him. It's just the way they play. And I wouldn't think anything of it. But that's fucking Mo Salah, the world's nicest man. He's not got an aggressive bone in his entire body. When would you ever see Mo doing anything to anybody? And Bernardo Silva's trying to fucking elbow him. Little cunt. Horrible, horrible little fucking cunt he is. Okay, uh, <laughs> the floor's yours now, boys. I've said me piece. I haven't actually got a problem with the whole... Uh... Not non applauding the parade, or not the parade, the um, Guards of Honour. That didn't really bother me, to be fair, but I know your general point's absolutely correct. Yeah, he's just a little snivelling little fucking weasel, but. No, it just yeah. says a lot about him as a person, John. All the other city players did it, and all of our lads would have done it. Not one of our, because Klopp yeah. wouldn't have allowed it. He just, he just all fucking clap. You've got to be gracious. Mm. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Paul, you got anything to say about him? He's just a little fucking Paul McCartney wannabe looking prick, isn't he? <laughs> He's just a tit. <laughs> He's a he little is. tit. A boss player. I'd love him if he played for us, but he's an absolute little bellend. Yeah. He's a proper. He's proper. He's got proper small man syndrome, yeah. hasn't he? He just goes nuts when things don't go his way and wants well, to take on like the world. Against Virgil, like I know. Yeah, yeah. Virgil I thought Virgil was remarkably composed. Yeah, but he, he, he shoved a few people around, didn't he? Got a, he, he shoved a. He shoved Mo. This was afterwards, wasn't it? It was in the afters. They come down the other end after that free kick. Yeah. They shoved Mo in the chest and caught him in the face as well. Yeah. Could have been sent off twice. See, Robbo shoved them like in the, the first minute when he, he went up for Did the he? header. And um, he's left a bit on Robbo. He's gone up for the header. We got a free kick for it. So it shows you how bad it must have been that Anthony Taylor actually blew his whistle. So, like, we got a free kick for that. And Bernardo was like about to walk away. And Robbo just put like two hands in his back and just shoved them. Uh, and I, I said to John, I was like, you know what? I was, was going to say when we were in the pub, I was, it just never came up. I was going to say, watch out for Robbo with Bernardo Silva. He's going to do something in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> I, I, I knew he would because it's Robbo. He's just like... A, he's just a, to needle him. He yeah, wants to needle him. He's just him. a spiky little bastard, Robbo. He's always like <laughs> wanting to, to, to do needle like that. But um, yes, yeah, so we shoved him in the back and I thought, it's okay. Something, the start of something here, but then nothing really happened with that. But yeah, throwing an elbow at Mo. I, I get really like offended by shit like that. It's like if you can do it to most of the players, and it doesn't bother me. It's like you know, it's, it's football. But when it's Mo, someone who'd never do that to anybody, I'm like, you absolute horrible little fucking rat. 
So, do you know what I love about Mo as well? After that, he's so composed and calm, yeah. isn't he? Even after, and he's he's not even vaguely intimidated. No. He's always slightly amused by people when they lose it like that. But he's not intimidated at all. Love that about Mo. Mo's mentality just, he, is is absolutely incredible. You know, just yeah. like the easy what he said about, he keeps himself on. Absolutely, it's like what he said about the um, about the, the chance that was saved to start with. And fair play, that was a save. I it was a the great in the game yeah. was was saying, um, "Oh, to call," and I said, "No, he never touched it." And fair play, I hold my hand up, I got that one wrong, because that was a superb save. But Mo's response afterwards was, in the interview, was, yeah, as soon as, the, I think Jeff Shreve said to him, did you did you think it wasn't going to be your day with that? And he said, no, no, I knew another chance had come. And I thought, I know where I'm putting it next time. And, mm. <laughs> and he did, to yeah. be fair. He, he did. Love that about him. Yeah. That Ruthless. huge, huge, and self-belief. I think he, he believes himself almost as much as John believes in you, Dave. It was a, it's oh, just beautiful to see. Steady, steady on, Paul. Come on. <laughs> steady, steady. Actually, I'm putting this out there now about about Harland. He's the player that all of yous accused me of being back when I played. He's he's a fucking goal hanger. He doesn't. He, and it, this is not even a criticism of him, by the way. He does not get involved in anything. He does not touch the ball. He doesn't come short when they're into feet. He has no involvement in anything. And the only time he touches the ball is when he's trying to score. And like, there's, there's a lot to be said for that. I'm not knocking him. But it was just mad watching it today. How many touches of the ball did he have in the game? It must have been about five. And every one of them was when he was trying to get on the end of something. He just does not get involved in the play at all. It's so weird to watch. He, yeah, it's just like so not City, that type of player. I mean, people are going on, how City have got Haaland, they're going to get 105 points and all that malarkey, but how much more can he give them in terms of, yeah, what will he do? He'll score four against the shit teams and he wins 6-0 instead of 3-0 or 2-0 or whatever. That's, you know, I know they brought him in for the difference in the Champions League and all that kind of stuff, but... Generally, you, you, you know, you're playing against like weaker teams than you week in, week out, aren't they? So it's like, you, you know, in terms of the league, you, you know, he's not going to make that much of a difference. So instead of a plus 70 goal difference, you might get a plus 90 goal difference or whatever. But yeah, it's just, it doesn't look particularly suited to how, what City do, even despite the fact he scored, what, 14 goals or whatever it is. Um, I do wonder if um, there's something about the way we play today that might 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 like become something of a template for playing them, because yeah. I think I think they 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 have changed their style to become the whole the whole point of the of the team now is to give him the ball in the box, to, uh, and and you know and he's very clinical when he's in there, but I mean obviously there was it was a, there were diff, lots of different reasons why we were able to keep a clean sheet today. A lot of it was cutting off the supply to De Bruyne, stopping De Bruyne getting the ball. I think that yeah. was a very very big factor in the game today, and that's why I was raving about Thiago before. But, but I do think there's something about that front foot physical defending against him, getting really tight to him, you know, and then when the chances come, he doesn't get he doesn't really get the ball under control. He can't really, um, he can't turn, stopping him from, t- you know, it's just basic, it's basic centre-half play, isn't it? But just at a at very, very, very high level, you know, against against a world-class target man, really. Um, and you've got to, and, and, and what we counted with were world-class big grok centre-halves. You know that's oversimplifying it, but that is basically what we did today. Um, and, I, and I wonder if if City are putting all their eggs in the Harlem basket, particularly in the bigger games. Maybe that's. A, I think John's right. I mean, against smaller teams, I think they'll just run riot. But against the better teams, I wonder if that is something of a template for for playing City. Um, you know, the, 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 the likes of the top, the, you know, the top four or five teams in this country, and maybe the better sides in Europe can 
get get really tight to him and just 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 keep him with his back to goal and stop him turning because they certainly they were. I, I don't to what I, I didn't really see them trying to get. Maybe maybe it was our maybe it was our fullbacks the way we defended, but they weren't really going all out to get in behind us where they and get to the byline and cut it across like they, they have done in the past. They wanted to. Um, they were looking to just slot him in behind. They wanted to play him through. Yeah. They wanted him. There wasn't they wanted him on the shoulder. Was to, like, no, yeah. there wasn't. But they usually so, there wasn't just play the way through. And he through. couldn't turn either. You know, they, it's it's that like the little triangles that they work and they, they, they don't need space to do that. They're so good at it, but they didn't really try to do it as much as usual. Uh, Paul, I agree with Paul there. I think they were trying to look for, for Haaland quite a bit, but it, just on, on the subject of Haaland, I've got to get this in like before I forget. Uh, just in one of the, the other group chats, um, shout out to Longo for this one, but he just said, he said, I reckon Haaland has got no genitalia, just smooth plastic down there like an action man. <laughs> and I was like, obviously I've never thought about that, but now that he's mentioned it, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> like a Barbie oh, in you can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. So just going back to the the VAR thing, we're, we're we're in agreement that right decision. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Even though I thought it was for a totally different foul, <laughs> but until I seen it a few minutes ago, just before we came on, but. Yeah, I mean you've seen, um, you, you know the goals like being like short off and stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely correct. But I mean, I mean he clearly he clearly pulls Fabinho off the ball. Fabinho yeah. was defending the ball. He's between Fabinho's between the ball and Haaland. The Haaland pulls him pulls him backwards to get the ball. It's, it's a clear foul. Like the, the, you could make an argument that he might be falling over anyway. But Fabinho's in a in a position where he can plant his back foot and regain his balance. And being pulled back by the shirt stops that. It prevents him from doing that. So it's not certain that Fabinho had lost his balance. Fabinho could have regained his balance. But by being pulled down by the shirt, he couldn't. That took that chance away from him. Do you think um, Alisson, with his protests, um, was he arguing about a foul on him? Yeah, he will have been because it was. Yeah, he was. Was it definitely a foul on, on Alisson, was it? Or did he, did he absolutely have it under control? When you see it afterwards, he was. See, I didn't get yeah. onto it at all. He had he had one hand on the ball when Haaland came in. That's all you need now. They changed the rule, didn't he? If you've got one hand on the ball and the ball's touching the ground or touching that, the goalpost, if, like, if, if the ball's touching something and you've got a full hand on it, that's enough so now. So the VAR have disallowed it if Fabinho had not been fouled? I don't 100%. know. They didn't go that far, though, John. They didn't even look stage, at it. Did it? So they just did it on the Fabinho. Klopp was complaining about that, but I don't think they needed to. I know, but just let's say the Fabinho, if if the Fabinho one wasn't a foul, would that goal have been 
disallow for what happens with we'll that never one. Know. Well, it should have been based on what Dave just said about the, 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 the emphasis of the law now because Alisson did have one hand on the ball and the ball was touching the ground when um, Harlan came in. Well, we'll, we'll never know because... It didn't need you to go that You just don't know. What, like, sometimes it's look at the draw with stuff like that, isn't it? Even despite the rules and all that kind of stuff. You, sometimes um, you know, you might just get... Some some VIR decisions what I've seen recently have been absolutely well, inexplicable. My boy Darren England came through for us today, didn't he? He owed us one, didn't he? Yeah, I'll always like that guy, whoever he is. Never seen him, the invisible man. For him, um, <laughs> yeah, sat in his wheelchair in Stockley Park today, <laughs> and he's uh, yeah, he's he's come through today. So yeah, fair play. So I think that was a, the the big turning point really, because if we'd have fell behind, I'm not sure we'd have been able to come back and more space would no, opened up for City. Uh, so it felt massive when that got disallowed, and the atmosphere was good all day. It started good and it it kept ticking over. And then it just went up like massively because there was like the next five minutes after that were fucking mental, wasn't it? Just all yeah. like end to end and all mad stuff going on, um, and yeah, and, like the, the 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 crowd noise was just fucking off the scale. It was great, belligerent as well. I thought today the crowd was belligerent and yeah. like that. That's the way we should be. We've been feeling sorry for ourselves. I think this yeah, season. Well, we said that before uh, the game, didn't we? We were worried about yeah. that. Yeah, like the mood going up to the ground. It was like there was no. It was flat, wasn't yeah, it? Just there, around Anfield. It didn't feel like a big game. There was no buzz. And I said to you, like, there was hundreds of us walking up the entry towards the ground. And I said, it's like we're all on our way to the dentist or something. You know, there was just yeah. no, there was no buzz. But it was totally <laughs> different walking down that same entry coming back. Yeah, brilliant. So uh, the goal. Well, we're talking about the chance that Mo had before that. Because that was that was class. That was just what you want in in when your game plan is to do what we were doing. When you get those little moments, you've got to make something of it. And I thought Harvey, great intelligence to come inside, because he could have carried on going straight down the line and tried to play the pass to Mo, but it just wasn't going to be on. And he checked back inside, rolls it to Bobby, and then what the pass is on. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby's first time ball without even looking, absolutely perfect, and it sets Mo away. But that's we got that so right because. If we'd have tried to play it earlier, the pass isn't on, and we've done that too often where like we'd knock it like for Mo to chase it, but not really had any chance of getting it. That was the one. It was timed absolutely perfect. Bobby's played a brilliant ball, and he's through, and I just couldn't believe it didn't go in. Like I couldn't see that it was a corner. I knew it was a corner just by Mo's reaction, and, um, and Harvey as well. You could tell by the way they were that the keeper must have saved it, but it looked like it was going in from where we sit. I was like, oh, and then just after that, Jota puts a header over. It's like, oh no, this is like you've got to take yeah, these was... chances against them. You can't miss them. Of all the players you want an header to come to, there it's Jota, isn't it? You know he's so yeah. good. In the yeah, air. Uh, you know he normally buries headers, doesn't he? And yeah, he does. I thought it was a bad miss. I thought he should have scored there. After after Mo's first one, after that sighter, I was really worried. That was our one chance, and it was gone. Mm. You know what I mean? I just thought you've got to you've got to take chances like that. But to be honest. But I also thought that I didn't realise it had been saved. In fact, when I was looking at it, it's blown my mind a little bit actually seeing it on telly that uh, that it was saved because I saw it. I saw it all the way through, and it didn't look like it touched his hand from where I was stood. Um, so I was thinking it was a miss, but it wasn't a miss. It was just a really good save. But you do think, is that the one chance you're going to yeah. get? And now it's gone, and particularly when Jota doesn't put that header away. Mm. You're thinking, oh, this is this is not going to be our day. Yeah, you normally you, you can't afford to miss chances in games like that. Uh, luckily, we've missed those too. But then the next big chance that comes, 
I mean, what a goal. It's just what a goal. Great, great ball for Alisson. But, I mean, what Mo does, like, I, it won't be talked about enough, like, how good that goal was. Mo does something that, like, he's probably the best that I've, I've ever seen. And it's the way he uses his body. Because he's only a little fella. I know he's strong, but he's still small. The way Mo uses his body, just getting his body in front of people. I mean, he did it the other night at Rangers with his first goal, where he just positioned himself. Like, he's not favourite to do anything, but he put himself in a position where the defender can't do anything. But then that today, he just gets his body in front of Cancelo and then the touch to just turn him. Like, you can say it's bad defending. It was the touch, wasn't it? It was the touch. What can Cancelo realistically do? I mean, it doesn't look like it's great defender, but there's not a great deal he drop, can do. Drop off, drop off and hold him. Just hold him there, let players get back. Yeah, but if he drops he off, then, then he's going to run at him. I, I, I just don't think he was expecting Mo to do what he did. He's, he probably thought, I can go in and head this away. And then Mo gets in front of him. It's like, shit, I can't head it. But now I'm like right on top of him. And he's just turned. And it's just absolutely sensational. And then just the coolness. Because if you think about it, most players, they've missed that exact same chance like 10 minutes before, whatever it was. It's a big test of character that you go through and you've got the, the same thing again. And it's like, what do you do now? And he did kind of the same thing, except he lifted it. Lifted so, it, yeah. Yeah, so he couldn't get his hand to it. Because Edison's ex- expecting him. to. He knows he's going that side. And he's, he's got his hand out again thinking, oh, I might make the same save here. And he's just lifted it over him. Just absolutely brilliant goal. And, and the pace the pace that he's running, though, when he takes the shot. Yeah. He's, he's shifting, like, you know mm. what I mean? It's not like, it's not like um, he's, he, you know, he slows before he hits it. He's, going, he's almost going full tilt. What a player he is. It was a, that was an absolutely world-class goal in a, in a huge moment in the game. It was. Yeah, I, I thought today, I mean, for me, it was the big players really stood up today, I thought. Yeah. You know, we've been talking about how they've been missing, but they were battered. You know, you, know, you, you want, I mean, Mo and Virgil, definitely. Fabinho um, as well, I thought he was. Fabinho as well. And, and Milner. Milner, we don't think of Milner as, we think of Milner as being that, that, you know, that super experienced, um, wise, wise older head. But whose body doesn't quite match match the brain anymore. Um, but today he was absolutely sensational. He was a genuine leader, and I thought, you know, that was why Joe Gomez was able to play so well because he's got players around him. You know, Milner wasn't didn't stop talking throughout the game. Yeah. You know, I thought I thought that was I thought that was really crucial in terms of keeping our keeping our defensive focus and shape and making sure that Harvey was playing was positioned where we wanted him to be and that, that Gomez was not opening up the spaces between him and Milner. I just thought um, that the, the men, it was a game for the men, wasn't it? The men turned up today. Aye, aye, Graham Souness. Trent. But it is though, isn't it? You know what I mean? It is. <laughs> you know, it is that though, isn't it? I know it's a bit yeah, of a cliche, but it is true. No, it's, it is. it's a game for the adults. It's when, it's when the fellas who really, really know what they're doing and do it at the highest level. Um, that's, and, and, but that's been missing. That has been missing. And that to me has got to be the big thing that we take out of today. Uh, you know, obviously there'll be confidence and all the rest of it, but it's got to be that those big, big players start to turn up consistently week in, week out, and then we'll get the season, you know, firing again. Well, whatever else has gone wrong this season, and there's lots of things that have gone wrong, you can attribute the, the poor form to various different things. One of the main things that you can't get away from is that our best players have not been at the best. So yeah. that, that's just a fact. Like Trent, Fabinho, Virgil, Mo. um, these are like absolutely huge players for us and they've not been at the best. And it's really hard to to keep winning and playing well when your main men are not performing to the standards they usually perform. So today was a big step in the right direction. Uh, Mo and Virgil outstanding. Fabinho's had a really good game. So I, I feel like really 
positive coming off that. Not just because, oh, we've beaten City, that means everything's great. No, that, that's not what I'm saying. Because we can't play the way we played today. We can't play like that against West Ham. You know, we're not going to sit in and, and counter-attack against West Ham. We're going to yeah. have to play differently. Um, but it's just good seeing like y- your best players actually look like themselves again. Definitely. Uh, so it goes one nil. What are we thinking then? Did, did you did you think we were going to hold on, or were we going to need a second? I, I said to John, I think we need a second. I mean, John, did you think we were going to hold on to one nil, or were you thinking the same as me? No, I, I did think we'd hold on. To be honest, Dave, I just thought you know the way the game was going, you know, the crowd was well off for it, and he, as you said just now the men turns off and I didn't think that City had done enough prior to you know scoring anyway to make me think that we had anything genuine to worry about because everyone you know brought their A game to it so uh, yeah I expected us to see it out uh, you know obviously it's City and all that kind of stuff but yeah in the end I was thinking about it you know for all the like possession they had uh, you know they had that when Trent came on that was a bit of a strange one wasn't it you know his position was a Foden got down the left hand side I think late on um, mm. but yeah I was just really confident yeah, and we, we could see it out yeah I just thought due to the strategy of the game and that and um, yeah absolutely delighted that we've that we seen it through probably the only awkward moment was, was when um, the cross comes in and it looks like oh, it's Virgil. going to Holland and Verge just appears from yeah. nowhere and heads it over the bar that's probably the, the closest he came yeah. isn't it I was less confident than John, um, not because of us at all. You know, I, I thought we, we, we just thought our mindset looked absolutely right. Tactically, it all looked right. Um, it's just, I just couldn't get away from the fact that they are, they've got world-class players in almost every position and they can just take one moment of magic, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, there's, you know, if the ball just drops to De Bruyne yeah. or, you know, just a bounce of a ball or to Haaland in the right position, and then they score. Um, so that I couldn't put that out of my mind. But I didn't have any sense that we were going to collapse. It was not. I wasn't like. And, and maybe, you know. And that's probably a good thing, really, when you consider how we've defended this season and how we've been playing. So I didn't have any lack of faith in us in what we were doing. I yes. just felt, you know, they're so good that they could take just a half chance and convert it, uh, which wouldn't necessarily be our fault. It's just a, just a, you know, a symptom of how good they are. Um, so I didn't feel that confidence, but I did. I, I felt that we were fine. I just thought, you know, it wouldn't be a shock if they were able to snatch something. Mm, I thought we needed the second goal, but I also thought we were more likely to get the second goal than they were going to score. I thought we'd get them on the break. It looked like and we were we getting could, breaks yeah. against them, weren't we? Yeah, if Darwin's a little bit sharper, um, yeah, we could have done. Um, I thought they sort of lost the way after we went one 0 up. That last like fifteen minutes, they sort of yeah. lost like a bit of discipline. A few you know, the amount passes, of times it was, it was the crowd like, shook them, John. The crowd shook them. Yeah, I think so, Paul. Yeah, I think like that. You know, it was like one on one defending two v two. It was like you know, obviously Darwin making a difference. Uh, you know, there's directness in that. Um, despite his final ball once or twice, but. I just thought, yeah, it, it definitely got to them. I was, I went on to sit uh, Blue Moon for them just after the game uh, when I got in <laughs> to see what they and uh, they were basically 
calling Guardiola out. Uh, you know, he's uh, overthinking it again. Uh, you know, oh, really? the way he's just, yeah, yeah. Uh, quite a few of them were having a go at Guardiola. So, because they know um, more than Guardiola about tactics. <laughs> so, what, what were they saying they thought he should have done, John? Because I, uh, I, 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 I think I, the, the main crux of it was uh, De Bruyne. He was like out on the right hand side too much or something. Um, but yeah, it, it was just. He's um, looking for that space. Was about us. He's just trying to go that where was about the us. Space. Thiago was just space, exactly yeah. Thiago just shutting the spaces down for him. He mm. couldn't get in his normal position because Thiago wasn't letting him have the ball. He was going looking. He was moving to try and get on the ball. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought as you know, we definitely look more likely to get the second, which would give me the confidence that we would see it out. At, you know, they definitely sort of lost the shape and discipline because they always play with that shape and discipline don't they you know that's quite smooth in what they do but yeah they i don't know it all become a bit um a bit rushed and forced i thought um you know they, they sort of uh panicked i think you know after after we went one nil off uh, what was it 75th minute was it yeah yeah i just, I just thought yeah you know with the general like records at anfields anyway it's definitely in the red star you know, this, you know, this is the one ground that they can't win at, despite the great Well, Guardiola showed that, didn't he, afterwards? Did you hear Guardiola, John, after the game? Yeah, didn't no, he? Interview. He just keeps going calls. on. No. He just keeps going, oh, it's Anfield, it's Anfield. And he's trying to be snide. But yeah. he's basically, he's basically proven the point you're making there. It's in, it's in his head. It's definitely yeah. in his head. You know, he's just, I mean, the, the histrionics after the, uh, after the disallowed goal, just embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, pathetic. The way he's like waving his hands at the crowd and like saying, "Yeah, you've called that." Up. What are you? What are you on about? And you know, I, I just and even if you think that, you, you're actually you're exposing your own Achilles heel by showing that to the enemy, aren't you? You know what I mean? He's basically making it really obvious to everybody that we're right inside his head. It's he's, just, he's a toddler it, having a tantrum in a supermarket. He is, yeah, he is. He just is. sitting down he, in the aisle and screaming like. In, uh, my big shiny toy, which always wins, isn't yeah. isn't winning today. You and know, then, we paid all this money. I was told I came here guaranteed to win. I was told to be given this, that, and the other, and it's not fair that that this lot stop keep stopping me from doing what I want to do. Jeez. He's, um, you know, he he carried on like that after the the VAR decision. And then it's Klopp who gets sent off. Now, I'm not even saying Klopp shouldn't have been sent off. Klopp himself has said, yeah, probably right that I was sent off. So I'd love to know what he said. Uh, but he said something to the linesman. But I mean, fucking hell. The linesman's right on top of that. How has he not given that as a free kick? So yeah, basically Klopp gets sent off because you? the linesman... Well, Taylor should still see it, but yeah. the linesman's so much closer He's got to say to him, like, if Taylor doesn't give it, the Lions has got a flag and say, look, that's a clear foul. I mean... But it's got to be in the spirit of not giving anything, hasn't it? Yeah, but even so, I mean, it's not like he didn't give anything. He still gave free kicks when they were blatant, and that one is as blatant as it gets. I mean, it's outrageous that, like, he can not give that. And Mo was getting fed up all day because they're they're constantly, like, pushing and pulling him when he's trying to hold the ball up, and he never gets free kicks for that at all. Probably because he doesn't go down, he's 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 like wriggling away and trying to get free, so he never gets free kicks for it. Um, but that one, I mean, he's rugby tackled him. It's outrageous. So whatever Klopp said to the linesman, I think well, fair enough. It's I guarantee it's nothing compared to what I was fucking saying to him. You know, Klopp's definitely not not been as abusive as I was. But whatever he said, it's got him a straight red card because the linesman must have fucking grasped him up. Jules said to me, it was like he's like he body checked him. He body checked the linesman, sort of, sort of accidentally. Um, but then when I watched it, I've only seen it once. 
But when I watched it back, I don't really get that sense. It kind of there is there's a bit of a coming together, but it's not really it's not really significant. So the liner pretty much ignores him. Yeah, the liner's focused on the game. So, maybe so it must be something official, he said. Fourth official might have grasped him up. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But it was really but quick. I, the decision. He's like, he just came over red card straight away. He didn't even like talk to him. Yeah, because the ball was still in play for a bit after it. Well, you know, play yeah, carried on. I think didn't he? he yeah, he the stopped game, the game yeah. and and then gave the card. Yeah, it was like what? Like was it like a minute later or thirty seconds later or something? No, was it? Uh, not not. Uh, not, that, it, not that long. It was not 10, long, 15 yeah. seconds afterwards. Was it, right, yeah, so was, I thought it was about But he, he did stop the game. City, 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 City were going forward and he, he blew the whistle and stopped it to give Klopp the red card. The red card. What was, because I remember at one point the game restarted where it was just a drop ball to Alisson. Was that that or was that after something else? That was Jota, wasn't it? Was, was, after it? Jota, was that yeah. Jota's injury? Yeah. And that was after Jota was, was down for ages. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. Like, hopefully that's not bad. Cause I thought he was oh, really good know, today. Though. I thought Jota was yeah. really good. Yeah, actually, yeah, we haven't mentioned him at all. Have we? He was. He put I, in I, a like, massive I before, shift. I, I, said, I said in the pub, I, re, I really like him on the left. I think it's his best position. Um, I, I much prefer him there than I do through the middle. I just think he's... Uh, and I like how... I like how spiky he is. Mm. Uh, you know, he was another one who brought who brought a little bit of bite to the game. We need more of that, not less of it. We want we want that in the team. I think. Um, yeah, he, as you say, Dave, he put a huge shift in, just non-stop throughout. Yeah, him um, and Harvey both sides protected the fullbacks really well, but yeah. still got forward. Yeah, I mean Harvey had like a couple of probably maybe even three opportunities where like it's he's got the ball in the box and he might have done something it's not happened for him today but he, you know he was still getting right up there even though he was defending as well um i just thought that was a really really good performance from everyone but special mention for, for harvey there because i was worried about him at the start not worried about him with the ball but worried about him when we haven't got the ball and you know it was a big call starting him and not henderson but that's because initially I thought it was going to be four three three, but uh, in the four, yeah, he, he might have a chance at nailing down that spot on the right because if Mo's going to play centre forward, that position's up for grabs. I think it is. I think his his lack of his lack of power is less exposed in the four four two than it is in the uh, than it is in the other formation. I think he's just um, lack of pace as well, though. And lack, and lack of pace as well, yeah. But I, th- I think he can just he can get knocked around a little bit when he's got to cover a lot of ground. Um, which he has to do in the four in the four three three. He has to cover more ground in the four three three, I think, to fill in the gaps and to do the job that he's asked to do. Um, and I just think he uh, he can get knocked off the ball a little bit. Um, I think the, I think the formation suits him better, and it maybe suits Cavalio better as well. You know, maybe we're maybe we're coming into a formation that actually suits the players that we've got now. Yeah, it suits some of them and maybe not others, but I think with what we've got available and. The, the way things have gone, four three three wasn't working. We've done all right with four four two. I mean, so we, how many games we played? Rangers twice, City, Arsenal. That's four games with it. There's no others, is there? No. That was when we made the switch. And as ever with us in a formation, it's it's flexible, isn't it? Mm. So it bec- it becomes a four three three at times. It depends where the ball is. Yeah. So you can see as they move around and they switch positions, and so the shape changes and and and, and flows throughout the game. Um, just coming back onto Jota, was it his hammy that he did? It seemed to be. It was after he, I think he um, he pulled up just after he released the ball. Yeah, I've got I was no kind of like hopping about on one leg. Klopp I think he's done his hammy quite badly. Klopp said he was in a lot of pain. 
Uh, if it was his but hamstring, then they started... he said it. He said he's out for the next game, but after that, I don't know. But if it was his hamstring and it's bad, then you know that's like six weeks. I don't know whether it was just a really bad cramp, but they started doing. Yeah. Um, they started trying to stretch his leg, didn't they? That's they, they don't normally do that lightly in case there, there is actual damage under there rather than just cramp. So I don't know. Mad one, but he, he obviously went off on the stretcher, and he was he was holding his he was holding his head and covering his face for ages. He was in loads of pain. I mean, maybe, hopefully it was just a really bad cramp. Uh, so, a few uh, unsavoury things that we got to touch on, I suppose. Uh, this reports that like coins were thrown at Guardiola. Um, City have put a complaint in, which is kind of ironic. Guardiola complaining about money being thrown at him. Um, <laughs> so if that's happened, yeah, we, we'll no doubt. At least it wasn't a bottle of copper bag. I mean, coins better than that, isn't it? So, you know, but, but, but no doubt, like that'll be a story. Uh, Liverpool put a statement out about chants from from the city end, and and uh, was it some graffiti as well? Like, something in the in the away end. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, apparently. Uh, ordinarily, I'd be saying yeah. You know, about time something was said, but no, I think you've picked the wrong time to do it when the cop was singing Phil Foden's Mars a fat slag. I thought that was appalling. You know, I can't be um can't be criticizing well, I can't be criticizing City fans for what they're singing, but at the same time you can't overlook our fans singing that about about Foden's mom. It's like it's, it's not a good look at all. Don't like it, wish it hadn't happened. And as soon as Liverpool put that statement out, the first thing I'm thinking is, yeah, now all we're gonna get is like the, the what about it. Uh, and justifiably so, because if I'm a City fan, I'm I'm like, well, hang on a minute, you're complaining about us, but the cop is singing Foden's Mars a fat slag. So yeah, we lost all moral high ground by by doing that, and I wish the club hadn't put that statement out simply because of the behaviour of our own fans. Really, just knock that shit off. It's just it's not necessary. It's not a good look for us, and uh, it's, it's pretty shameful to be honest. I was just cringing when they were singing. I just thought it was a disgrace. Just mm. should, just shouldn't be saying things like that. You know what I mean? There's just absolutely no moral high ground at all. Mm. You know, they always, we pride ourselves on our wit and all that kind of stuff, but that's just fucking nasty, you know. Absolutely, John. Pointless shit, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, it's Nothing like funny really, or witty or clever about yeah, that. Yeah, it's just like, you know, a great, great day, great atmosphere, you know, the cough, you know, all the ground, so it's like an f- absolute fucking bear pit in that second half, especially, and that's how you want it, you know, really aggressive. Yeah. But yeah, that just you know left a sour taste. You know, City fans are absolute fucking bellends, by the way, yeah. as we all know. You know, all that national anthem shit. Um, <laughs> that was just. You know, all that was just cringe. That. Yeah, it's like you know, United fans wouldn't indulge in that. You know, all that national anthem shit. Whatever you think about them, um, but yeah, it's just the whole situation around it. Yeah, it just left a really bad taste. As I say, it's like. You know, Phil Foden, I mean, yeah, he's a bit of a scrawny little dick, but what's he ever done to us kind of thing? You know, it's just a totally unnecessary. Yeah. Well, I haven't said that, sorry. I am glad that the club have called it out. They've absolutely done the right thing. It's, you know, it's you know, better late than never, as they say. But at the same time, they should have, uh, they should have at least put in the statements about, you know, the other stuff as well, Foden's mum stuff as well. I just think it's not Maybe. the time to put that statement out. You know, I'm just imagine, leave it. So yeah, that's it. You know, imagine you're a, a woman at the match, kind of thing. They're trying to make it all inclusive now. You know, football for 
you know, women and girls and stuff, and then you know, you get you get that crap. Especially going if on. you're an overweight woman, who puts it about a little bit as well. It's <laughs> <laughs> even more offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know I'm joking, but I honestly hated that chant. I was just sat there, just appalled, like, for fuck's sake, just knock it off. It's just mm. horrible what she got to do with us. It's not. Yeah. It's it's nothing to do with her. Even you know Phil Foden, I, mean? I don't like him, but the reason I don't like That's, him is because of his yeah. face. It's not because he's done just, anything. He's not but even anything. we don't like, even if we don't like Phil Foden, take the piss out of him. Yeah, but not as ma. But it, I don't take even the piss un- out I of just, his fringe or something. Yeah, yeah I, I don't yeah. even understand. Why he's being targeted? It's not like we've got any massive beef with Phil Foden. It's it's just bizarre to me. You know, I mean, I didn't like yeah, the John Terry it, stuff either, but I I understood why we hated John Terry. He was targeted because he's John Terry. But you know, bringing his his mind into it's not acceptable. But like, I do like get Billy why Gilmore, people had a beef Chelsea Rempo, he's a Billy Gilmore. I mean, come on, yeah, Billy was, Gilmore. That was you know, a couple of years or so back. But yeah, as you say, it's just that was like proper totally... United behaviour. That where like mm. someone who's been in our youth team and is now playing for fucking Rochdale, yeah. and United played them in the cup and they're singing "You Scouse Bastard" and that, even when they're not Scouse. Just pure you know, cringe, but I don't. I love the atmosphere that, today. You know, felt like you know, felt like Hamfield again. Yeah. Um, by a mile best performance and best atmosphere yeah and I think like the, you know the players fed off that because I, I was worried about you know what, what is the atmosphere going to be like today as soon as you walked in the ground from what if it felt like outside it was totally different inside you, you know it was quite loud people singing even before the kick off and that and thought yeah you know you'll never walk alone was great Um and yeah, it just started from there, really. You know, the players were up for it. Um, and obviously the fans followed suit throughout then. So that puts us up to eighth now. Dizzy heights, wow. Well. Got a run of games coming up where there's only really Tottenham away that looks like, you know, potential. We might drop points there. We, sh- we should win the other games that we've got. I know it's not as easy as that. You're still going to go out and win the games. But... Um, I saying in the pub before, then I said to you, Paul, like, it's been shit so far, but it's only eight games, now it's nine. Yeah. And it yeah. feels like a lot more than that. It feels like, you know, we're like a third of the way through the season or something. We've played eight games, there's 30 games left, but 29 now. We had 30 games left. I'm like, as shit as it's been, I think like, all this, oh, you know, we're going to struggle to get top four. No, I don't feel like that at all. I feel like top four, we'll get top four. I'm confident about that. I'm not even thinking otherwise that we might not. I think the title's well and truly gone. Although Mo's not having it. Like, did you see when they tried to say to Mo, well, you know, Jürgen's been saying that you're out the title race and Mo's looking and he's like, mm, no, you know, we're still playing for the title. <laughs> he's just not, not, not entertaining that at all. But, I, I mean, there's so long left and I, I just feel like we're not going to be what we were. But at the same time, we don't need to be that to be getting in the top four. And we're not going to drop off like over the course of a season. We're not going to be getting like sixty points or something like that. We're not going to get ninety either. But I feel as though like we've just got enough quality and enough winners in the squad that you know I, I think we'll get top four. I'm not worried about that at all. But maybe we need to do something in January just to just to be sure of that. But there's a long way to go until then. But when you look at the games we got coming up, it's a chance for us to you know really just start putting some points on the board and getting back up there. I mean, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not quite as confident as you, but I broadly do agree with you. I still feel we've got to do something in January. I think we do need 
we do need fresh legs in the midfield. I think we need to do something there. I also feel, still feel, in terms of top four, what I said all the way through, that I think other clubs are going to have wobbles. They're going to they're going to have wobbles. The whole fitness thing is going to affect um, players and teams in ways that we can't predict. Um, but I suppose for me, the thing that I'm I'm continually, persistently concerned about this season is injuries. Yeah. You know, losing losing Jota today with Diaz out as well. Mm. I'm now thinking, you know, who are we playing up front? Or what we what we doing? What we doing on Wednesday? You know, we can't just fall back into a into a Bobby and Mo every single game. You know, we've got to play Darwin. How does Darwin fit in the four four two? Do we go four four two three one? If we go four two three one, who plays in the wide positions? There's all kinds of questions there for me, um, and the options are getting whittled down. You know, formerly it was like we had we had five on paper top class forwards now we're down to three um, and you know with the game's coming every three days so I mean uh, yeah Mo's going to have six weeks off um, but we still got to get to that point haven't we you know I just I, that, that's the thing for me I'm just worried about the injuries yeah we can't get any more I mean we can just about cope with what we've got we can't really get any more I mean because you, you just play Carvalho on the left the problem is you're playing twice a week. You, you can't play them every that's, game, and then it's like that's well, it. that's then the what thing. you do? Like we've, yeah. we've got enough to to get by for like say Wednesday, for example. But then you've got to play again at the weekend. Yeah. So if Jota's out for a while, that is a big problem with Diaz being out as well. Yeah, it's a worry. Mm. But you know, it's just it, it's getting a good position prior to the the break for the World Cup. Just win as many points as you can get until then. So we're like up there or thereabouts and then get your break for the World Cup and then you really just have to kick on in the second half of the season it's not even second half of the season because it's more than half how many yeah. games will we, have, will we have played it's like something like 15 yeah, or something 15 thing, or 16 yeah. I think it was <clears throat> so it's not even yeah, come, at the halfway come point come Boxing Day when the fixtures start again was it after Boxing Day you've normally played what 19-20 games by mm-hmm. then haven't you they probably pay what fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, so by the time that phase of the season comes around, cram them in oh. as well as Champions League games as well. So, second half of the season is going to be manic. So definitely have to do something in January, even if it's just for depth rather than necessarily. I know we'd all like to to get like a couple of players who can go straight in, but even if you're just bringing in players for depth, we've got to do that because there's so many games. Um, injuries is the the, the main thing that can derail us. But um, I think we'll be we'll be all right. I mean, the games we've got coming up, just win them. We don't have to win them five six nil. Let's just have like um, I like the the steady approach to today. You know, get back to being difficult to play against. Can't play exactly like that against West Ham. We've got to be more more open, if you like, more adventurous. But at the same time, I don't necessarily think we have to go totally the other way. There's bits that we can take from this today into future yeah, games. Make ourselves agreed. like more difficult to play through. You know, we don't need to be pressing high up the pitch all the time and then it's like bump, 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 three passes and all of a sudden they're running through on goal. You know, let's put a stop to that. And if that if that means playing like similar to what we did today, fucking sound. No problem with that at all. Let's just get back to basics. Be, be hard to beat and let our forwards just go and win games for us. I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't be winning games 1-0 when you think about it. We've, we've got forwards who will get you to goal. Don't give anything away and then you're going to win more often than not. We're just going to tighten up at the back, and today was a really good start, I think. Well, a great test today to show if we could do it against them. We should be able to do it against most teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, you know, the, the one team that can open up anybody is City, and they couldn't. Mm-hmm. 
So for me, they should that that for me. I said I think I said it earlier. That's the biggest positive for me today is that clean sheet. In the context of how we've been defending, that clean sheet was huge today. Yeah, and I think that that's we, that's what we've got to be carrying forward. You know, we've got I to be taking that. that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Paul. But West Ham's a totally different kind of test, isn't it? It's like Dale do to us what we did today on Wednesday night. Yeah, um, you know, Antonio probably come in and was a thought of something he played today. You know, I, checked out, uh, I might be wrong or something he started. So, you know, he's that type of player who could, you know, maybe cause us one or two problems on, on Wednesday night. So it's a different test, um, you know, as good as today was. It's like, you know, if we kept a clean sheet on Wednesday as well, you know, because you know, West Ham are one of those sides, you know, defending numbers but which is what they'll do Wednesday but they'll probably still get probably a couple of chances through the game so it's just a question of uh, being switched on and focused in a different way than we were today. yeah good point so what are we expecting for that game what in, in terms of the starting lineup what kind of changes I, I, I think it's quite hard to predict really Did I mean it threw, me the tra- it, threw, it threw me the Trent was in the squad today I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. that at all mm-hmm. do you think and, he comes and back that he in? came on Possibly, because I think just just picking up on John's point there, totally different kind of game. I don't think Milner gives Can't us anything at, at right back. Twice in a week. I mean, even even if he could though, I don't think he gives us anything at right back against West Ham. Then we yeah. need something different. So I mean, it, it, one might of these two for that, and then Gomez yeah. and go right back. Yeah, I mean, I I also really 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 want to see this Ramsey kid. You know, at some point in the next injured. couple of games, he's not been on the bench Again. the last few games, has he? Well, he was back in the squad a week ago, and he's now injured again, is he? Yeah, I, I don't think he's been on the bench for like the last two, three games. I could be wrong, but I think he must have a, a knock again, or he's just not been getting picked. But I want to see him as well, but I don't think we're going to see him until probably Derby in the cup. Yeah, that'll be yeah. his first game on it. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, um, I mean, I think we have got to make change. Yeah, we we probably do need to be more creative. Maybe Trent comes back in at right back. Do you reckon Trent uh, might, might play right midfield? I was thinking that day for a few minutes back. Yeah, it might, it might suit him. Just, just take that pressure off him with all the you know talk of him defensively, etc. I think there's an argument for doing that anyway. I mean, one of the things I was floating before the game in the pub, and it, and it is a little bit pie in the sky. I'm not sure the club would do it, but is that we go and sign a new first choice right back and make Trent a new midfielder just because because that spotlight's on him because of the way he's been exposed. And because we just need that quality in the middle, we need that dif- that dif- difference maker in the middle, and maybe he could be that. Um, uh, but I, I think, yeah, I, it's it's a hard one. So I I find it really hard to to to, uh, to 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 pick teams at the moment because the games are coming so frequently. I think Hendo will probably Hendo will be back in, John. Back in, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you'd think so. Today, so. But I, I'm finish. just. I, the front line's throwing me. That's the biggest one for me, and I think that dictates the re- the rest of the shape of the team. So I don't know what he's going to play through the, up front. You know, is it Darwin? Darwin surely has to start. Darwin and as a two, yeah, in a two. Harvey and Carvalho wide, and then bring Bobby off the bench. And what Hendo and Fabinho, Hendo and Hendo and Thiago. Either depends whoever needs rest and most. You you play one and then you bring the other one on after an hour, whatever. I I'd stick with Joe, you know, at centre half, even if Canati's fit after the way he's played today. And, and him and Virgil, a few seasons back now, got into a run into into a was it the Champions League winning season? It was the title winning season. Oh, was it the title winning team? Mm. 
when they got into that vein of form and that that, that partnership was really strong, I think people have forgotten how good that partnership was. And yeah. um, Gomez got I, injured, I, didn't he? But the start that we had when we went like. I don't know how yeah. many games were we unbeaten, like 29 or something. Loads, wasn't it? Where he was, was playing loads. most of them. But then the last few times they've played together, it's been a fucking train wreck. There's like no, the, but today was... The villain well, in COVID season, Napoli away. Yeah, but today, what I'm hoping yeah. is today was uh, the start of something different because I just think they were both sensational today and you've got to build on that. They were, but I love Canate. Yes, me too. I think I'd probably bring him in and maybe play Gomez right back. It depends on if Canate's fit. I mean, we don't know, do we? It might, it might be. Or do we rest Virgil? No, maybe rest Virgil for Forest. Definitely wouldn't rest him after the way he's played today. I'd, I'd let him build on that. Well, I, I'm the but same I about Joe. Really, if if he needs to rest, I'd rest him in the Champions League game. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is next week, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's I not asked. this week. Coming the week after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd probably be fuming about being left out in Holland. <laughs> Probably have loads of family there now, won't he? So, yeah, yeah, he'll probably be starting that game. Uh, anything else that we wanna wanna discuss? No, I think that's it. That's a, Just a great result. Mm-hmm. Just a great feeling to come out of Anfield buzzing. You know, hopefully that's think... lift off now. For, you know, yeah, kick on from this now, and it's uh, not one step forward, two steps back. Wednesday, you know, um, hopefully that's just a kickstart we need now. It felt significant to me, John. It it do, is, didn't yeah, it, you? You know, I agree. Yeah. It felt like something. It, it did it feel a like a, a line in the sand. Yeah, it was a team yeah. performance. As you say, from back to front, you know, everyone, you know, did the jobs. Um, yeah. So moving forward, hopefully that's uh, going to kickstart us and uh, get us going finally. You got to follow it with two wins. Yeah. You have, yeah. Got to. Got to. Otherwise, it just it takes away like all like the. You know the feel-good element of that today. You know you've got to follow it up with two wins, and then you can say, "Yeah, we're, we're back on track. We can start climbing the table." But um, if you don't, it's still the story's flaky Liverpool again, isn't it? If yeah. You don't, if you don't win it, today's just a kind of unexpected bonus for me because I felt like today was a free swing for us. If if we get beat today, it was it wasn't going to impact our ambitions for the season because if you lose today, it's not really going to mean anything in terms of top four you you get top four by beating West Ham and then Forest and whoever we've got next Southampton whoever it is that's how you get in the top four beating City is important when you're going for titles it's just frustrating that we beat them now and not last season that's like mm. if, if, if we had this result last season we won the title yeah but I've been thinking that a lot lately because it's like you know fucking United beating Everton last week I mean, what can you do that last season, you twat? If you'd have done it last season, they'd be gone. You know, we wouldn't have to like ever think about Everton again. That would be it. They'd be gone and they wouldn't be coming back. If only United or Arsenal or Chelsea had to beat them last season. Yeah, it makes it all galling with Chelsea that uh, they beat Everton in the first game of this season mm. and was it uh, like two or three games from the back end of last season he lost against them. Couldn't fucking do it last year and Six. could have sent them down. <laughs> Sickening. Anyway... Yeah, great day for us. Really enjoying that. I'm sure everyone will enjoy this pod. And yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday, hopefully after another win. Uh, actually, we won't be back Wednesday because it'll be late getting back from the match. We'll record it Thursday morning. So uh, look out for that probably Thursday lunchtime. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you soon. The best word I can say, but uh, we'll describe this was boom. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh.
what was this? <laughs> <laughs>